Stampod Productions. It's a big day. The men's tour of Britain's cycle race passes through the county. Much excitement for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. so it's the last it starts, I've got an hour. But it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got a base of operations now. And I've got my porridge here. Uh, I've got a selection of, of honey nuts. Flaxseed. Is it the posh honey? That's the big question. No, not, not cheap, so. Oh. You're not, you're not that's, yeah, that's only when your daughter's here. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. They call Kent the Garden of England. I think it's Suffolk. Um, you will not be surprised to hear that um, Anna, who's on the pod today, is stuck in traffic on the way down. The one road in and one road out of Felixstowe. Yeah. It's, uh, it's done everyone in. Right, I'm going to get some porridge down and get going. Bloody cyclists. <laughs> Hey Red, um, when you get a chance, could you send us a voice note on what it's like when you are halfway through a tour and you, you know, we're, we're towards like the back end of the season, aren't we? Like, are riders like shattered? Because <laughs> I'm feeling pretty tired, just following it around and then, and then working. Um, or do the swan years and everything else just like keep everyone just ticking over? Are you gradually getting burnt out, or is everything okay? Especially because, like, we heard Tom Pidcock, and he's he's not sounding happy at all. I think he hates the course. He just like we're just racing because we have to. Um. So yeah, uh, and I'll put that into the next episode. Hey, Sunny. So at this point in the tour, and at this point in the season especially, it's probably going to be a really mixed bag. There'll be some guys who were mentally checked out weeks ago, and really are just here because they have to be. And on the contrary, there'll be some riders who see this as the final opportunity to get the results they need, um, and they'll be really gunning to, to, for maximum performance. So they'll be really motivated and uh, probably being able to push a lot harder than the other guys. The fatigue in the legs definitely accumulates, but in my experience, it's actually just the general tiredness and the general body fatigue um, from the travel and all that kind of thing that, that makes it really hard. You know, the legs, you can recover them to a point with massages and stuff so you get to a point where they don't get too too much worse but yeah i find it's the body that just really gets tired and fatigued and uh and that's where i find i really start to feel it towards the end of the race that and um uh, an, an update on what you're up to as for me i haven't been able to replicate my win in tour of bulgaria but we did have a two-day stage race called in the footsteps of the romans which was also in bulgaria and then we did a monumental road trip driving probably a combined 20 or so hours and maybe maybe a bit less from uh, Bulgaria to Czechia, which is where we are now. And today will be the first day of the tour of South Bohemia, which is a four day stage race. Uh, pretty grippy, hilly, you know, rolling roads. Um, and it should be really good. It's a harder field, probably. So we are a bit more interesting. But yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully we can get some some cool results. And then finally, I'll be going back home after that for a bit of rest and recovery. Hello, this is Dan. I'm in the car with Anna. Hi, this is Anna. I'm in the car with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're heading to Felix Doe for stage five. And uh, of course, the traffic is absolutely awful. So we're, we're pushed for time, trying to make the sign on, but we're gonna, make, gonna try our best. I'm not making the sign on. <laughs> That's not happening. It, it's classic planning that then goes wrong. Classic Tour of Britain style. 
everyone decided to go to Phoenix though today, obviously, because the race is going to be amazing. Yeah. And we've got uh, stuff. It's called On Your Bike. On Your Bike. On Your Bike. Oh, right, I'll talk to you later. I've got to try and catch TV too. But we can catch up later. Well, yeah, follow the Uno, Uno X people. Oh. Well, yeah, you can't, can't miss that. They can't have signed on then, because no. that's their bus. They won't have, no. They, will, everyone will have got stuck in traffic. Not just it's not just us that got stuck in traffic. <laughs> Hello and welcome to On Your Bike. We're a new cycling podcast. My name's Sandy Rudavagula, and we are in sunny Felixstowe, the home of my in-laws. We had a lovely morning, and uh, Harriet's not with us today. Anna McEwen's going to be filling in for her. Uh, she is somewhere on this start line. But joining us as always, we'll catch you with her in a minute, but joining us as always is Katie Madwick. Hi there, how are you doing? I'm all right. So I've just been um, cycling by all the riders because like the, the start on the prom where Anna is, it's quite a tight bend and you come into a long straight and then up a, up a hill, convalescent hill, a, a well-known hill in famously flats Felix though. They'll, they'll, they'll flatten that in about five seconds. But um, the prom and the road alongside it is also where the buses are, so uh, we're doing pretty well. Uh, we'll catch you in a minute. Um, Andy Hawes. No, I'm Andy Hawes. Andy oh. He's the regulator. Oh, he's the other regulator. What's your name? Kevin. Kevin. Ke not Kevin Hawes. Certainly not, no. How are you feeling today, Kevin? Hot. Yeah. And you've got, what, four hours? It's a lot of 120 miles almost? Yeah, yeah, it's 192.4 kilometres. And I'm guessing for you, an incident-free race is what you want. Well, absolutely, yeah. I'm just here to facilitate anything that happens, so. Yeah, but absolutely prepare, no incidents. Well, best of luck, best of luck. Some controversy whether the whole race is incident-free, but we'll talk about that uh, with Katie Magic. Katie, lots of talk online. You know, I know Ned Bolting put a tweet out about how many riders have ever won so many stages in succession. And uh, we're, we're getting to the point where it's getting a bit silly, isn't it, with Olaf Coy? Yeah, it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword, really. We've got this situation whereby we have got lots of flat stages for, for reasons, some of which are beyond the control of, of the organisers. And, and we've ended up with a really strong team who, you know, they're really dialed in with their sprint. Um, but we've got other we've got other sprinters here. It's bike racing. You never know what could happen. Um, lots of other sprinters are building up their form and, and are giving Koi a little bit of a challenge. So you never know. We might see something different today. Yeah, we may, we may well see something uh, different today as the riders set off. Our race is underway. Nice relaxed start, of course. Long road ahead of them. So, so Katie. Um, the riders uh, have all, are all now on the way. In fact, I can just see them climbing up Convalescent Hill. Uh, and it's, I tell you what, it's a great sight that it, I'm seeing all of them like out of the seats, just going up. Obviously, not going super hard, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a wave. It's like a wave off the sea, but crashing upwards up the hill. You know, I've got, I've got the sea to my right, 
uh, the beach just in front of that and yet this wave of riders just climbing up the hill and now uh, we've got all the team cars just zooming along so yeah it's a uh, it's a lovely start and I think the people of Suffolk and maybe East Suffolk Council Katie are pretty happy with so proceeding so far yeah definitely I've heard that that it's very big in Suffolk that they always get a really good turnout and you've described the start very poetically there by the coast and them rising up the, the hill like a wave. And you know the place very well yourself, Sunny. So here you are with the preview. Stage five, Felixstowe to Felixstowe. Yes, the tour rolls in to the famously flat county of Suffolk at, with a beautiful start by the beach, lined with beach huts. You name the colours, they're there. Blue, grey, yellow, green, white stripes, pink, they're all there, all ready with people inside, making cups of tea and ready to watch some cycling. This is also the UK's largest container port and just on the horizon, the riders, they're very distracted looking out, might just see the Principality of Sealand, a platform out in the sea that once upon a time was the home of our friends from Pirate Radio, no less. Yes, that Radio Caroline, for those of you old enough. And in fact, behind the riders, they'll even see the container cranes as well. As for the route itself, Katie can tell you that. The last time the race visited the area was the women's tour in 2021. And on that day, Elisa Balsamo won the sprint in front of 10,000 spectators. So we're looking at another great day being very well supported by the British public. It's the longest stage of the race so far at 192.4 kilometres. It's another flat stage, although there are a few lumps and bumps along the way. Rolling out of Felixstowe, the race will travel in a clockwise direction, looping back round, heading round through villages such as Kesgrave, Ipswich, Hadley, Needham Market, Stowe Market, Framington, Leeston and Woodbridge. So lots of lovely little villages along the route, showcasing the very best that Suffolk has to offer. There are two Category 3 climbs quite early on in the stage, nothing much to worry about for the peloton, uh, and an intermediate sprint in the village of Hadley. From there, it's lumps and bumps, but nothing too complicated, pretty flat all the way. And as they work the way back to Felixstowe, it'll be going into a headwind, that technical final section. And if they want to get a fish and chips or an ice cream, they'll be in the perfect place to do it. And remember those penny arcades? Got loads of them. And Olaf Coy, if he gets paid in pennies, he can certainly have a lot of fun down on the pier at the arcade. Uh, right, so we're going to catch up with Anna, uh, and whilst I've got you, Katie, and I've not got Harriet alongside me making astute observations about rider smells and uh, <laughs> livery on bikes, um, we haven't mentioned your website and what you're actually, you actually do. So you run uh, Right Bike Repeat, uh, so that's your blog. Blog? Website? Well, you're a freelance writer as well. Um, but you're not the biggest cyclist, so how did, how did you get into it all? Yeah, so cycling's always been kind of on the fringes, really, of my life. I was a big football fan growing up, and I've loved all kinds of different sports throughout my life. But I got into cycling in 2012, um, the same way many British fans did, when Cav was world champion and Wiggins was at the tour, and it kind of grew from there. And then in lockdown, I went sort of next-level obsessive mode, <laughs> and uh, just got really into all the different stories and the different teams and riders and there's always something new to learn and I do enjoy riding the bike but it's not my, my primary sport so I'm, I'm very much a spectator and a consumer of all things bike related but not so much a rider myself. I'm just walking along uh, parallel to the prom, a lot of redevelopment going on in Felix though actually, 
Uh, and you know what? As luck would have it, I'm on Cavendish Road. Oh. And this is probably a good time to pick up our conversation, Katie, about um, this actual course, what's going on, some complaints, generally speaking. I'm sure when we catch up with Anna, she'll, she'll have a, a bit to say as well. It's a sprinty course. It's a sprinty tour. Mark Cavendish isn't here. But, you know, how are we feeling about uh, how are we feeling about all this? Yeah, so it's, it's prompted a lot of debate online. I think it's obviously people are watching from all over the world because cycling fans love a bike race. They don't care where it is. They'll turn on their TVs and watch any bike race that's going. And I think that obviously it maybe hasn't provided the spectacle that some would, would hope for because it's been quite repetitive in terms of the stages. But it can't be helped. It seems as though the, the organisers have done their very best with with what they have available to them in terms of the local authorities who are willing to host. And it's kind of a, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, essentially. It's a balancing act between trying to run the race and having a parkour that suits everyone and suits viewers. And yeah, so it's a real difficult balancing act, I think. My general thoughts on this as somebody who's kind of, you know, new to the, to the British road racing scene, albeit you know there are some that would say what scene but that's not let's not go there quite yet um you know after last year's tour got cancelled we know that they didn't have category one protection uh, you know insurance with with the death of the queen uh there's a there's a line in our theme tune with the lyrics and it says maybe it's now or never and it kind of feels like that with this tour and we kind of touched on that in the preview and it, it kind of feels like it's going that way like for all the issues that cycling fans might have with the race from the sounds of things just getting this tour done and getting it in place and going look this year we've had a really good tour look at the weather look at this this data on how much impact it's had for all these councils blah 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 is the thing that can then spur on the next tour or even the women's tour if that comes before the, the men's tour and go look well you know what we can we can do something a bit more creative next time but this time we, we were kind of stuck with a few things and we just got to make sure the, the race actually happens exactly you've hit the nail on the head 100 percent there sunny it's it's purely a case of getting the race done this year getting it in under the belt essentially because we we didn't have a women's tour this year because of the funding and we really are in a really precarious situation in this in this country at the moment where cycling and competitive cycling is is connected with with we've lost the tour series which was our top level kind of home tour series and we need this race because if we don't have this race we don't have anything and if we don't run this race this year the uci won't give us accreditation for it next year and then yeah essentially it's just we need to keep going with it we need to keep the ball rolling and hopefully in future as as you say um it will, it will just be onwards and upwards from here. That's hope. So, Katie, whilst you were giving that answer, um, my, my phone dropped out, but, uh, but obviously I listened back and I know what you said. But just whilst that was happening, Katie, I just want to give you an idea of when we're talking about logistics about this tour and what can be achieved and what cannot be achieved, the TV pictures at the moment, the announcer here on the finish line, has just said that all the pictures we're going to get for the time being are going to be helicopter shots. And the reason is because the Moto camera bikes can't get a signal to send of what's going on on the road. And the reason they can't do that, I mean, this just, I mean, this is just mind-blowing, this. 
they have a plane circling the course and it, the signals from the, from the bikes get bounced off that plane and then bounced to the broadcast trucks. And because of whatever's going on with British air traffic control, that plane has been moved out of this airspace. So as a result, the only pictures we can get are helicopter pictures. And when we're talking about coverage and we're talking about organisation, and I do not work for Tour of Britain, I might be wearing a Tour of Britain hat, but it's just that yet another layer you think about all that time you're spending, however many hundreds of miles of barriers you've hired and all the rest of it and the, the, the podium that's come through on a lorry or the fact that all these broadcast trucks are actually Belgian plates because obviously they broadcast cycle racing around Europe and we've kind of got them to come over to Britain. And after all that, the logistics are so complicated that the plane bouncing the signal can get moved out of the airspace and we're stuck with helicopter shots yeah it's it's insane isn't it when you consider the absolute size and scale of the operation that you've got going there it just puts everything into perspective when you think about how much organization is involved and how much money is involved and all the complications and we've seen it at other races like the Giro d'Italia famously has issues with the same sort of thing um, with, with planes, it's usually more to do with conditions. Luckily, we've been blessed with the conditions this week, but we cannot <laughs> have any say over air traffic control, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, we know. Somebody put, like, one waypoint wrong on a route plan and it crashed the whole crashed the whole network. You said a one in 15 million. Well, then there's another 15 million things that can always go wrong. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're up to with that. Now, it's probably about time that we catch up with our third co-presenter today uh, because we've got lots of this race to preview. The riders have just gone through kilometre zero, uh, so we haven't missed any action. Are you, Anna? You're not Anna. No, you're not. But... I'm looking for somebody in a green dress with pink and orange. You can see why I thought it was you. Oh, with blonde hair and glasses. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> right. That was not Anna. Somebody basically dressed as Anna. Somebody's coming out. Anna McEwen cosplay. <laughs> yeah, this is another Asian bloke walking around with a, with a microphone and a bucket hat. I'd love to meet him. Ah, here we go. <laughs> it's Anna. It's Anna McEwen in the flesh. Hello, Anna. Nice to meet you. I've just gone up to a random woman <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a green dress <laughs> with pink and orange with blonde hair and glasses and gone, are you Anna? She's like, no. no. I'm like, are you sure? Because this description is you. <laughs> Funny story, when I was in Worlds up in Glasgow, um, I was standing there and I was meeting my uh, friend Brona who's coming over from Ireland and uh, she came up to a woman, stood next to me, blonde hair, glasses and walked up to her and went, Anna? And the woman turned around and went, yes and she went it's me Brona and this woman was like and it was another Anna blonde hair glasses stood right next to me just that, that cycling Twitter for you I guess yeah exactly that's crazy <laughs> oh, I was like oh, Brona I'm here but you're never too far from someone called Anna or Katie covering cycling exactly. pretty much yeah that's facts um, and it's Dan Deacons in the flesh hello and I see you wearing a, a right bike right bike repeat uh, um, yes uh, what's the official what's the technical term is it, uh, is it a chapeau it's a casket this is casket casket yeah Musette is the bag that they get given. Uh, yes. Oh, in fact, you know what? Let's just call this a little section. Dan Deakins is here. Uh, give us some. Give us some vocab, like the ITV highlights. Like me. <laughs> what kind of vocab do you want? Tell us about the hat you're wearing. Oh, okay. So this is a casquette. This is very old fa oh, fa fashion. It's what they used to wear when they were riding back in the day, before helmets. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's got a little peak on the front of it, and it covers over the top. But it's, yeah, it's a. Uh, Nice little fashion piece. So the casket on your head, the bead on, big bead wrap. On. 
Yeah, French for bottle, effectively, that's easy. Okay, so, that, but that, so that's a bottle, not a bag? Yeah, so Musette is the bag, ah, and right. the bidon is, yes, the water bottle. And, and Barudor's bidon, that's your podcast? Yes, yeah, so Barudor's bidon is our podcast. Barudor's. Barudor's bidon. So Barudor is effectively a strong rider who doesn't necessarily win very often, but they'll go up in the breakaway and try and win away from the peloton. Is that Thibaut Pino? Would he be one of those? Uh, potentially a bit of a Baradour. They're more the, the flat, stronger ruler types. Uh, um, like a Con- Connor Swift is probably a bit of a Baradour. Um, ben Turner, maybe, for Ineos. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, we don't have adverts yet in this podcast. We'd love to. On your bike, um, pod at gmail.com if you are an advertisement advertiser uh, but yeah you've just got a preview of another podcast in the, in the mix of ours so there you go stepping in today uh, so Harriet is not with us today and stepping into her irregular choice sequins and all that stuff shoes uh, is Anna McEwen Hi, it's Anna. I'm uh, hoping just to help out a little bit. We've got, we're overrun by cycling journalists. I don't catch myself, count, count myself as one just yet. But Anna, you've been caught catching up uh, too long a day. You must be knackered. Yeah. Can I just say, yeah. how are you still going? I don't know. I don't know. Right, so Anna, uh, you have been catching up with some riders whilst I was actually cycling around with them down the far end <laughs> yes yes we were lucky enough to catch a few riders this morning um because things were running a little late it was a little bit rushed she asked for a quick interview i said that's not possible hour-long <laughs> <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> uh, so i'm nicolas hessler from brazil team global six Excellent. And how are you? Well, I'm going to ask the basic questions of how are you enjoying it so far, Nico? Yeah, so Saw far. Saw you in the break the other day. How was that? Yeah, so far so good. Sun is shining, yeah. 29 degrees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. that's uh, winter at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, jokes aside, the uh, tour of Britain is way nicer with sunshine than uh, yeah. rain and. Uh, Typical British conditions, uh, yeah. I must say. Yeah, yep. and I saw you got the competitivity uh, yep. award. I voted for you, obviously. Ah, thank you very oh, much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, so that must be nice, little a little reward for your hard work. Yeah. Yeah, always it's always fun to and gives you a nice feeling yeah. when you get something back out of a day in the front. Yeah. And you guys know, I, I always like to ride in the yeah. on breakaways. I, I have fun. I enjoy. Uh, but indeed, the day I went on the breakaway, it was uh, more strategically wisely. Also, we expected some echelons perhaps on that day. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm 58 kilo guys. <laughs> echelons are not really my uh, piece of cake. So I said, maybe it's a good day to be in the breakaway because yeah. you are already ahead and whatever comes, you, you are more relaxed. In the end, it was uh, only a three-man breakaway. So we had to burn a lot. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's always fun good weather you get great visibility yeah. and a nice to get the, the combativity already right. and are you kind of planning on being in the break today we're going to see no certainly not advocately <laughs> <laughs> no no don't expect it okay. <laughs> coffee ride uh, chill spin the legs yeah. we have a pretty tough weekend coming up yeah um, so Let's see. So um, I'm here, it's Anna, and I'm chatting to Ricky or Richard Pascoe from St. Perrin. Wait a minute, San Perrin. San Perrin, yeah. And how's it going for you so far? Well, we brought the sunshine. You have brought the smiles. Yep. Uh, we think we brought a different flavour to the race, maybe. What yeah. do you think? Um, I th- uh, personally, obviously, I think you're doing really well. I've been voting for you on your competitivity awards, uh, which I feel you've been ruthlessly denied. So Listen, far. we don't want competitivity awards, actually, if, if I can say it. You um, can say what you like, within because, reason. Yeah, <laughs> because 
look, we're here to race. Yeah. Like, and I mean really race. And endurance is great. But, you know, what is really going to propel either the team or these riders forward, you know, is that is that win. Yeah. So all in for the win, basically. Yeah, well, I'd love to see a, a hometown win, obviously. Have yeah. you looked at the Palmares of, of the last since 2000 and whenever, nine of the British winners? Yeah. It is like a who's who of cycling. Yeah. Go and have a look. Honestly, yeah. I think there's something like 12 names there, 10 names. Some stato will probably correct me. Okay. Yeah, oh, probably. yeah, one of these guys could be there. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, you've had great success recently with uh, Jack at Worlds. So, I mean, there's no reason why not we can't see a, see a winner from you this week. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Come on, take, that's it, I'm dreaming big. Come on, take on Yumbo, take them yeah. down. Yes. Look, uh, you know, you've got to, look, because we're the, the smallest fish, you know, we, yeah. we say that, and we, we say we've got the biggest heart. But, you know, in, in these sort of races, we need cooperation to some of the slightly bigger teams to break that resolve. Look, it's chest on wheels, and You know, if you, if you ever get a chance, come to one of our team cars one day, you'll love it, honestly. Yeah. Please, you know, come and see it. Everything goes on, you know, you've got to hand respect to the guys that are world tour. But there again, we are here to race. So yeah. expect yeah. some fireworks today. It's been a really lively start here today at the Tour of Britain on Stage 5. We haven't gotten to see all of it because there were some issues with the television cameras, but there's been quite a lot to follow. So there was an early break of five riders, a few different names in amongst the usual suspects. They were chased down by Uno X, who were clearly very keen to be involved in proceedings. Uno X's chase was then shut down by the likes of Jumbo Visma and everything came back together again. James Fouché won the first Category 3 climb of the day, adding four more points to his total in the King of the Mountains jersey. Then we got a new break of three riders, which established itself and started to open up a lead. James Fouché was not among them, can you believe it? We do have another one of our usual suspects up the road though, and that is Abram Stockman of TDT Unibet. He has two new break mates with him today, two new guys to get to know on the very long, well, the longest in fact stage of the race so far. They are Joey Ruskopf of Q36, former American champion is Ruskopf, and Callum Ormiston of Global Six Cycling. So those three are up the road they've got themselves a comfy three minutes gap over the peloton who looks set to give them a bit more space today given it is such a long stage and it's relatively flat so they're getting a little bit more rope than usual and that's the situation as it is and it's all calmed down a little bit now and we look set for a bit of a quiet time for the next couple of hours that's the situation as it stands with just under 150 kilometers remaining Hello, uh, my name's Sally. I'm, I'm making a podcast about cycling. Oh, right. And um, you, can, I, can I ask you a bit about your beach hut? Are you renting it? Are you borrowing yeah, it? I'm borrowing it. So. Uh, what, what's your name? Helen. Helen, Helen I'm Sally. I'm coming come this way. Over your, your step. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you, Helen. Yeah, go on. So, um, my in laws are actually from Suffolk, from Felix, though, so, uh, so I know this place well, but I've never actually steps in, in, into a beach hut actually to those who maybe don't go to the sea so often it seems like a bit of an alien concept you've actually you've got a, a shed slash house on the sea <laughs> yeah but they're lovely it's just not, nice to have a little bit of you can just 
make your drinks and relax and leave your stuff in there and go to the lovely sea and swim. It's lovely. Yeah, so do you just come here in the morning and spend the whole day? Yeah. But, you, but you, can't, you can't sleep in them, can you? No. But you I get told off. To. I wouldn't want to. It's uh, very dark. Uh, and just, just t- t- take, us, take us inside to your, to your beach. So um, from the outside, it looks like a really well put together shed, but it's actually quite big. Um, I mean, this is what, like eight or nine foot yeah, high? Yeah, they're quite roomy. Um, yeah. And we've got, well, obviously it's wood panelled, yeah. <laughs> a kind of a Swedish vibe. Yeah. Um, and you've got, what, can you just describe to me, what have you got here? Well, just basic beach stuff, really. Just a little, little stove that you can uh, just make your hot drinks on. Not a lot, really, just cupboards. Can, can you get, a, can you, I, guess you, I guess you can't get electricity here, so you're, you're no. just purely on yeah, the stove. Yeah, just the stove, but it's fine. We just do do what we can do. This This does feel like typically... British, doesn't it? You, it you basically great. got a shed by the beach with a camping stove yeah. on, on, on a mini kitchen area. It's great. It's lovely. And it's just nice. It's so relaxing. It's really so we've, we're down to 94, 0.2 kilometres to go now. The same three riders, Ormiston, Stockman and Ruskov up front and doing a brilliant job together. Uh, having a nice day out in the beautiful Suffolk sunshine, as I hope you guys are too. You're a milk first tea person, oh, are you? Sorry. I don't drink oh, tea. Oh, I see. It's con- controversial. Did, did you know the Tour of Britain was on today? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, so, down, so your husband's, is it planned? No, no well, we, I booked the beach hut and didn't realise that the Tour of Britain was coming, but he's very excited because he went down, paddle boarded all the way down to the pier just so he could have a look. And he was looking at all the buses. And... He could have walked, you know. I know, well, he did walk <laughs> earlier, but then the buses weren't, there was only a couple of buses that came, but he wanted to see Ineos, is it? Yes, that's the one, Ineos yeah. Grenadiers, the British team. Yeah, so that's what he wanted to see, so that was quite do you, do you know any cyclists? Do you know any names? Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's been going through them all morning, and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do, do you know any, like, the famous names? Oh, Cavendish and... So we know Cavendish. Yeah. And the... Oh, what's, what's his name? Oh God! Oh, sir, sir, somebody. Yeah. Oh, W. Yeah. Oh, God, what's his name? He'll kill me. <laughs> what's his name? Would you like a clue? Uh, you'd, you'd. If you had as much hair as me, you might put one on your head. Wig. Oh God, wig. I want to say Wiggle, but it's not Wiggle. Sir Bradley Wiggle, it could be. Sir Bradley Wiggins. Wiggins, Wiggins is the word. That's yeah. it. Oh, God. You know, we get a brain freeze. No, no, don't like, worry. Oh, Do you... I mean, it's what. Yeah, old tradition, you see, this is what I want in Britain. <laughs> so here we go. Helen's making us a cup of tea in a beach hut. On this great British coastline, nobody's nicked me bike, and that's that's good. That's still there. Do I have to get back to the bike race? Okay, so a little update with 10 kilometres to go as they head towards you guys in Felixstowe. There's one guy left out, and it's Joey Ruskop of Q36.5 Pro Team. He has gone on a flyer on his own. He's trying to stay away from the rest. It's going to be a huge challenge for him, unfortunately. Abram Stockman's just slid back towards the peloton and the other member of the breakaway got swallowed up by them the peloton some time ago. So it's just Joey Roscoff versus the world right now. He's got a lot 
of pressure on his shoulders, but he's going to do his very best. He's in time trial mode, hunched over his handlebars in a very aero position. And we have less than 10 kilometers to go. You guys are about to see another sprint finish. What are your thoughts on what we're watching at the moment? Um, I think we're going to see another classic lead out by Wout van Aert, followed by a win by Olaf. Boy, I well, think, there you go. I think that's what we're about to witness, <laughs> and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you really put yourself out there with that one. <laughs> well, I don't mind being proved wrong. Yeah. So the so break has definitely been caught up. We can see there a Yumbo rider with Olaf Coy just behind him in second. Guys, you won't see this from where you are, but the two Yumbo Visma riders, Eduardo Affini and Olaf Coy, who were leading the pack into the final turn, they've just cruised around the corner, knocked the pace right off, and let Wout van Aert go. And it's caught the entire peloton off guard. And now Wout van Aert is flying away from them up uh, the final straight. What a move from Yumbo Visma. There's a breakaway. We've got one rider breaking away. Oh my Who's God. It? It's Wout! It's Wout Van Aert! Oh my god! Wout Are we going to see a Wout win? Wout away! Yes! It's Wout Van Aert! Come on, Wout! You all have Koi domination here in Felixstowe. The fans are all banging on these advertising yeah. boards all the way down. We can see everyone's got their phones in the air. You're going to hear Anna lose her mind any minute. And Wout Van Aert powering along. Yeah, Wout Van Aert, he's yeah. going, he's going, and he takes it! One hand yeah. in the air! Wout Van Aert takes it, and it looks like it's a second place for Ethan Vernon. He moves up one place further ahead, and it looks like Olaf Coy there in third. Wout Van Aert announces himself at the Tour of Britain, as if he didn't need to announce himself already. The biggest superstar in cycling takes a stage at the Tour of Britain. I'm sorry I lost all sense of decorum now. I'm just going to scream because it's Wout, OK? Well, there you go. Wout Van Aert takes it, and do you know what? I don't know whether the team decided, just as the Moby Star riders come through now. I don't know whether the team decided that maybe we want to want to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, it would have probably been a team talk. Yeah, but he broke away with within the final kilometre. He was on his own. It just goes to show his strength that he can pull away from the peloton like that with such a short distance to go yeah. and take the win. Yeah, it does as well. It really That, uh, who is that there, number 61? Is that, is that Cecil? That, that was Nico. That was Nico Cecil. Getting a little cheer there. Yeah. Russell, you're right. Second place. Yeah, man, you're right. getting there, second. Yeah, man, getting there. Tomorrow's the day. Hello, Andy Horse. What do you make of it? That was... <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nuns are out. We saw them earlier, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, out of the, the road! You need to be this side. <laughs> have, you, have you got a moment? So who, who are you with? I can see you are, are you from a, a care home? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, how has the excitement been in, in the care home? <laughs> yeah? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you think of the race from what you saw? Very nice. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great to put, to put Felix though yeah. on a sunny day like today as well, right in the spotlight. I haven't been for four years, but my husband, he always is bringing me here. And I really enjoyed it today. Great, great. Well, yeah, um, thanks to the sisters to bring me. There you go, the sisters, the sisters. Right, uh, well, thank you, sisters. Ethan, 
getting better, man. Yeah, slowly, yeah. <laughs> as an as a Oasis reference as well, I'm sure you got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it was... It, Wout Van Aert's Wout Van Aert, isn't he? But it was great to see you on the line, pipping the others. Yeah, I, t- I took confidence for that with my sprint, I think. Uh, but again, there was nothing I could control about that. There was a lot of individual sprinters there waiting on the wheel of Koi. So when Van Aert went, there was nothing. No one wanted, no one wanted to take the chase up. So yeah, the tactic worked well. To and the last two days when we've talked to you in third, you've gone, yeah, a bit disappointed you didn't get the win. How was this one feeling? I guess a bit better. Uh, I guess I won the sprint as such. So there's confidence there that my legs are good and I'm fast. Yeah, as well. I'll, I'll let you go, but before I do, Harriet's uh, had a shift elsewhere today. She's back tomorrow. Have you, have you got a message for Harriet? Uh, maybe see you tomorrow again for the best Brit. There you go. Also, is it true you've never been in a pub? Yeah, well, that's what they asked me this morning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one, that's one of our colleagues asked me this morning. Taking to the pub. Oh, I do have a question for you, actually. And this is for you as well, Russell, this one year. The, the bottle handover, how tricky is it? Because I think, did I see you kind of get crash a few over? Yeah, it keeps getting played that replay for some reason, but <laughs> I think it's more this one year's fault for standing in a place where we're going 55k an hour. Right, a reply from Russell. Oh yeah, it's always my fault. Was it? Was it you? Was you? Were you one of the ones with the bottle? No, no, it wasn't me. Will there be a debrief on the bottle handle? <laughs> I was doing musettes today, so it definitely wasn't me. He's not even. He's not. He's straight batting it away, isn't he? He's not good. But what, what's for you as a rider? What's the technique you want? Uh, I guess a nice slow break, but we go quite slow. Then it's easy. Yeah, not 55 kilometers, sounds a bit hard. <laughs> right, uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. There you go, didn't keep you too long. Yeah, what's it was, they keep replaying the same bit there. I'm yeah, they've, they've shown, they've, and the, thing, the problem is that GCN have gone and tweeted it as well. But there's a few, like, um, there's quite a few riders were struggling with the bottles today. Well, uh, you what, know, what it, what it is, is because, as he says, ideally you want to feed on, on a hill where the, the right. speed yeah, yeah, naturally yeah. goes down. But when you've got such a flat stage like today, there kind of are no hills. Even the hills are still 50k an hour. So they don't slow, you know, they don't slow down for us. So if it's any consolation, by the way, there was one TDT one year who was like trying to jog along and do it. Yeah, and that, you don't move. That's you, the worst, that's, isn't it? That's bad technique. No, <laughs> don't, don't, don't run in the feed zone. So Wat Van Aert is about to have his press conference. Just going to, well, I say press conference, more media scrum. I'm just going to go over there and barge a few people out of the way and ask a few questions. How did you find Suffolk as opposed to other counties? It was a bit of a crazy plan to, to try and uh, surprise the bunch. Um, but yeah, I felt the whole team uh, was confident in it and wanted to give, give it a try. So uh, yeah, already before, uh, before the stage I was, uh, was nervous about it and then uh, yeah, really cool that, uh, that it worked. So uh, yeah, big, big relief and proud of uh, how we raised as a team in this week. Well, you called it a crazy plan. What exactly happened there? Because for a moment it looked like Jumbo had, had, had lost it. Uh, well, no. I mean, uh, we felt the last couple of days that other teams were trying to get our wheel towards the, the finish. So, uh, yeah, we also knew there was especially sprinters in the wheel of Olaf. And, uh, yeah, that's why we went to try uh, something else. And we knew uh, if I could uh, pass the guys to that corner, there would be probably a moment of hesitation because it's not really teammates left uh, really close to the front. So, uh, yeah... I assume that that worked. That worked well. I didn't see the images yet, but it worked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I looked behind and I had a decent gap immediately. So from there on, uh, it just went flat out to the finish. Uh, and last time we spoke, uh, I asked you, you know, being a father too, what that experience was like. You know, you're halfway through this tour now. Are you getting to see your sons at all? Are you keeping in touch? <laughs> yeah, getting closer 
the North Sea, just uh, <laughs> geographically. Yeah, maybe I'm even closer to home than to the hotel. Hello, I'm Martin Reynolds, the head of uh, Jumbo Visma. Uh, Martin, there's been an existential crisis from Tour of Britain fans as to whether it's just going to be Olaf Coy every day, and we're just living in like Groundhog Day uh, with Bill Murray just smashing his alarm clock every day. But Wout Van Aert has mixed it all up. Was that all part of the plan? Uh, yes, uh, we made it yesterday and uh, it started more, more or less uh, as a joke uh, with, the, with the riders. Uh, Olaf and uh, Wout are in the same room and they, they, they saw uh, the final of uh, today and then uh, yeah, it started like a joke and then we, we thought serious about it and then um, yeah, we uh, tried to execute it as, uh, as uh, perfect like it was and uh, here is he uh, sitting next to you. Well, yeah, and I guess uh, <laughs> here he is, just flanked by, by two, uh, two, two great cyclists. Uh, what are you going to do with your watch, by the way, Wout? Oh, sorry. You get, you get a free watch now. You get an accurist yeah, watch. Because yeah, yeah. Olaf has, has four. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we need one more, and then all of the guys has, has a watch to take home. Um, I know I'm actually talking to Martin, but since, since you're here for a second. Because, Anna, do you have a story that there was a, a sprint and the prize was a, a kitchen or something? Did, do you do you remember this time? Like there was no, one was of the prizes a, was like a was like a fitted kitchen and bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but not like it was like a a voucher, like a certain amount of money that you can spend could spend in the in the shop. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's a different level of selflessness. One minute you're helping Olaf Coy, but we think oh that's great, but actually you're the man who actually got a bathroom for somebody. <laughs> yeah, I need to be sharp all the time. <laughs> right. Um, Fighting every journalistic instinct, I'm going to leave Wout Van Aert alone for a second, get back to my actual interview. Um, so, yeah, it started out as a joke um, with, a, with a happy ending. Um, what, what's the plan for Jumbo going forward now? Because obviously you've got two stage winners, the only stage winners are Jumbo. Uh, who, do we, dare we make predictions for tomorrow? You can, but uh, like I said yesterday, we're going to watch it day by day and uh, yes, uh, we we look back at the today, and today we look uh, for tomorrow, and then uh, we're gonna see. Uh, and tomorrow you're gonna see what the plan was. Um, maybe a controversial question. Feel free to sidestep it and indulge in all your media training and all the rest of it. There's been talk in the world of cycling Twitter that Tour of Britain is a little bit boring with all the flats and the sprints and not enough climbs. I mean, you guys are out the front. I know you focused on winning, but I don't know. What do you feel about that? Uh, Yes. Uh, first of all, we were not. Uh, uh, we are not uh, complaining about it. Uh, you know that uh, you, when you come to uh, here, that is for uh, six uh, flat stages, and then uh, you will uh, sprint six times, more or less. And then, uh, yeah, you have to adapt to it, and uh, you search for riders, uh, the ideal riders to do this and then uh, yeah we uh, we take a sprinter with us yeah well that's the thing and that that's the key thing you've, you've mentioned there uh, I can call out the team and it's fine you know any of us haven't brought a sprinter and it, to me it seems like a very strange decision I know you probably won't want to comment on, on what they've done but everyone knew what they were coming into going into this didn't they yes but uh, yeah it's hard to talk about uh, other teams but uh, they have uh, other goals but uh, we have them as well uh, f uh, towards the weekend, and then uh, we will, uh, yeah, we'll make uh, new plans. And I think uh, we have, uh, yeah, about two uh, uh, seconds. That's also a big uh, option to the GC. But first of all, uh, tomorrow, and then we uh, make plans for the weekend for the GC. Um, and you know, finally, you've ridden the Tour of Britain loads of times. Um, stage winner, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually part of the, the winning TTT. Uh, well, there you go. There I, you go. I was at the start, but not at the finish. <laughs> as, uh, I have to be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Did you ever experience weather as nice as this in all the years you were grinding along in the Tour of Britain? Yeah, Are you jealous? Uh, uh, yeah, we have uh, for the riders uh, ice uh, socks. In the ice socks? That's uh, saying everything, I think, in the Tour of Britain. I found it quite interesting to hear that Wout had a plan to maybe do that today, but I wondered if he was inspired by what happened at the Tour de France on the second stage where he lost a stage in the exact same fashion to Victor Le Fay um, with that, that last kilometre move. They call it the coup de kilometre in French, um, and it's he got surprised and was very upset about it at the time. Um, and I wonder if maybe he was inspired to do the same thing today. Yeah, um, that is a good point. He was quite frustrated uh, losing that to, to Lefay, wasn't he? So, yeah, I mean, perhaps that was playing on his mind yesterday and he thought, right, not to let that happen. And, and as we heard there as well, he's, he's, he's got a lot of time for a lot of people, as we discovered in that interview there, when Wout Van Aert suddenly I discovered was sat next to me, <laughs> trying to be to use his DS, uh, his director sportive, um, that he did indeed win a voucher for a bathroom. Well, Van Aert, um, the stage winner of stage five of the Tour of Britain, um, he takes home some flowers, or does he? Or has Anna got his flowers? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly he's, um, he's taken home the accolades, and, and they, they pulled out all the stops here today in Felixstowe, didn't they, Anna? Uh, they certainly did. Uh, it's been glorious. Uh, the weather's been treating us really well. It looks fantastic, and it was an exciting finish. I don't think they uh, could have done any better. Yeah, and, and going back to entertainment, Katie, and we, we talked about this at the start... Uh, and whether we just see, you know, Olaf Coy again, you know, we see Yumbo, in, it's still Yumbo. Um, and he talks about a bit in commentary as well about, you know, the, because I, I was staying at the in-laws for a bit, so I got to dip in and out of the TV coverage a little bit today. And they did talk about, you know, cycling is, as, as all sport, it is entertaining. You know, were we entertained? We were at the end. Um, it was a good 10 kilometres of entertainment, which is more than the kind of two to three kilometres we've been getting over the past few days. The middle portion of the day was pretty much according to plan, although the beginning of the race was pretty exciting. So we, we did get more today, I would say. So at the end of the day, they are just doing their jobs. And of course, their jobs are to go out there and try and win bike races. There's been some argument online about whether perhaps some of the other teams could have been doing a little bit more about going out and winning a bike race than they have been doing so that's an interesting point perhaps to think about yeah and what do you think about that because you know we, there are some smaller teams have we just not seen them at all yeah um well we spoke to some of them this morning and they seemed quite adamant they were going to get into the break today and then they were not so yeah is, is that tactical or so, just yeah, just have you messed up the tactics or just have not been i mean right it's place? not necessarily if you want to be in the break you're not necessarily going to get in the break it's not as easy as it looks necessarily on, tell it, how, how, why is it not so easy because surely you just stand up on your pedals and, and pedal really hard <laughs> and you just get there uh, not if they others don't want to let you i mean they could chase you down if it's the wrong combination of people that you know the controlling teams like yumbo think are too strong uh, then they will chase them down and reel them back in again. And so you have to make sure that that mix of people that pulls off the front is the right mix of people. No one to threaten GC, no one that's necessarily too strong and going to threaten for the win, and that the GC teams think they can control. Well, we do have a resident rider in our midst in uh, Red Walters, 
let's catch up with him. Um, he's been he's on a tour at the moment in, in Europe now. Uh, but what does it take to make a break? Hey, Sonny. So yeah, the task of getting in a breakaway is it's such a variable task. Honestly, it's a it's a funny one. Some days. It could literally be the first attack, the guy who wants to get in the break, he goes, road gets blocked, done deal, and uh, super easy. Other days, it's just, uh, it can be non-stop attacks getting brought back for, you know, hours, literally a couple hours. For example, my race today, it literally didn't stop until maybe two and a half hours into the race, and then that ended up being the winning move. So it can really vary so much, and there's there's just so many factors at play. A lot of the time, especially in stage races, it's it's down to who's in the classification for sprint points or mountain points and teams one team won't want the guy who's second in the break they want to get their first guy in and then you combine that with the mountain points and you combine that with gc guys not wanting to let someone who's too close on gc getting there so yeah like i said it's, it's quite a complicated problem sometimes it can be complicated sometimes it can be super easy and yeah like you said there can be allegiances and making friends in the bunch makes it really helpful for example if the road is blocked and you are in the classification for the points jersey, for example, and you're behind the guys blocking, you can ask them. And if you're good friends with them, they'll probably let a gap open up for you and then block it up again. So yeah, that's that's quite nice. And for the guys who don't know, the road being blocked, that's when when people are happy with the break and there's enough teams at the front of the race who are happy with the break, they will simply line up and fill the width of the road and just start riding at a slower pace to let the break get uh, a nice healthy advantage and once the gap's big enough they can sort of chill out and then uh, the control of the race will begin from there and whichever team wants to be controlling it and bringing it back steadily that's that's where they start so yeah that's normally the way it goes but like I said there's so many factors at play and it can it can really change up a lot. So that's Red Walters and cheers Red and I, I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better as well um, I know you're food poisoning the other day um, and yeah, we're sort of still basking in your reflected glory of winning that stage in Bulgaria. So hope you're doing well. Uh, we'll catch up with Red some more as we carry on here on On Your Bike. Well, that about wraps things up here on the seaside at uh, Felix. I didn't even tell you where we were. We're actually, we're actually on the, the, the Felix Stowe Pier. We're on the boardwalk. In fact, if you look below us, there is sea, which makes me worry about my cabling. It's probably why we, we need to stop pack up. Uh, but On Your Bike does return tomorrow in South End. You know what's coming. Give us a subscribe. Tell your friends about our bicycle podcast, our cycling podcast. Give us a five star uh, if you can. And a review is really useful. We currently have one review on Apple, and it's a nice review. Really good to get 200% of that reviews. Uh, but anyway, I've been Sally Richard I've been Adam McEwen. And I've been Katie Madrick. On Your Bike returns tomorrow in sunny South End. On Your Bike is a Sandpod production.